Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. To the real deal, Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you again today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart or real deal guests, and I gotta tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm really excited to pick her brain for all of our benefits today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, or mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development, Silverman Consulting, or the Seven Figure Formula Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of effectively leveraging our time, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information, as well as a super fun way to deliver it. So, strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Folks, we only get one ride on this merry-go-round, right? Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Award-winning life and business strategist, Lynette Pottle, is a real-life time creation ninja. She helps women entrepreneurs and small business owners turn their audacious goals into management action steps and push perfectionism out of the driver's seat so they can steer their way into a fulfilling life of abundant happiness and success. She's the designer of the Time Creation Course and founder and host of Rise and Shine Inner Circle, a membership community supporting women solopreneurs. Lynette is the author of Small Steps, Big Impact, a year of simple actions to transform your life and co-author of the Amazon number one international bestseller, Success University for Women in Business. She volunteers her time as a mentor with Olympia Snow Women's Leadership Institute and lives her version of the good life in small town, Maine. Lynette, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Oh, the pleasure's mine. So... Listen, before we officially get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your books, take a second if you would, you know, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Lynette Bottle? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question, right? Because <laughs> it's been one heck of a journey, I've got to tell you that. Um, from being, my story really starts from being a teenage mother and all of the small steps that it took to get myself out of this mess of, of living in poverty, being evicted from apartments, um, and moving into just working my tail end off to do the best that I could in a professional environment. And I did really great at that um, over the course of time and moved into a human resources career which was great until it wasn't. Um, I moved into a complete space of being burnt out. I was saying yes to everything, uh, which 
you know, in retrospect, it was the ego driving that because it was nice to be asked to do things. And so I said yes to everything. So I was on boards and committees in addition to the things that I was doing for my work. And oh, by the way, I'm a mother of five. Um, so, so things were a little hairy. Mother and of, I, well, hold on, I gotta interrupt you for a second. Mother <laughs> of five, you, you were like officially like my idol. That is amazing. How you can actually even remember to breathe, um, <laughs> when you've got five kids is just so impressive. <laughs> well, thanks. You know, and that in itself is an exercise in learning about creating time. Um, so that, <laughs> that's definitely enhanced my skill set. Let's just say that. Um, but so as I hit this wall of just knowing, like, there's got to be something more. Um, my, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic person by nature, but I got to a place where I was just feeling like the life was being sucked out of me. I was drowning in negativity and, frankly, didn't like who I was becoming. And mm-hmm. so I started to make some, some shifts, and uh, that's what led me to doing the work that I'm doing today. I love this. I absolutely love this. I, I, I'm so excited. I'm like, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's beyond me just how busy everybody is today. And, yes. you know, I, I just sat with my, uh, my seven figure formula mastermind group for the last couple of days and the consistent theme with all of them. And again, I have people at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, as well as those who are solidly on their path. Um, people doing a million and a half, two million, three million, setting their goals on $5 million a year, really just impacting tons and tons of lives. And regardless of whether they were at the beginning or they were solidly on their journey, everybody brought up the fact that if there was just more time, if I just had more time, if I could figure this out. Now, some of them are are dramatically better at it, Um, (laughs) but... I really, I feel like this is so timely and, you know, even for myself and I, I, I think of myself as somebody who's pretty darn disciplined and pretty good with viciously guarding my time. I'd like to learn more about creation. So I, I think this is going to be outstanding. And, and again, I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you're able to share some time with us today. So let me, let me dive in if, if, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. Great. So I know that you talk in terms of time creation rather than, you know, the buzzword of time management. So would you take a second, you know, what's, what's behind that? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Cause that's a, a great question. And I get this a lot, like time management is the buzzword and the images that that conjures up for me when I think about time management is somebody that's nailing time management. We think they, their planner looks successful. Exceptional, and it's all color coded, and they are like they have something crammed in every spot, right? And that's the problem with time management because we get caught up in the thought of it being about how much, like that quantity, how much can we cram in, and we remove even the thought about the quality mm. of the time. Wow. Okay. So, so right there, I mean, there's, there's a huge nugget of gold, right? It really isn't about more. It's never about more. We let, we allow that to be the story that we construct, but it's never about, about more. And so the reason I talk in terms of time creation is because it's intentional, busy, 
people wear busy like and I did for a long time. So I, this isn't coming from a place of judgment, but but we wear this uh, badge of honor if we're busy, you know, that that's a, a really something to stand up and applaud. And I say I call BS on that, actually, <laughs> is what I do on that, because if you are at that extreme place of busyness and you just feel like there's never enough time, then there's some things that you definitely could be doing differently to enhance the quality of your life and, quite frankly, the level of your impact. That's brilliant. And, and quite honestly, as an entrepreneur, um, I am consistently and constantly barraged with the message of hustle, hustle harder, work 29 hours a day, cram more, do more. Um, mm. That's fine if you don't mind dying. <laughs> right. I mean, at some point, you know, or creating a success you hate. And that's the big thing, right? I see this a lot. And by the time, I, and I work primarily with women, but by the time they find me, usually it's that, that they have been at a place where they did work like really, really hard on building their career to where they thought they wanted to be. And they arrive and they're completely miserable. Well, of course. I mean, and, you know, and that, that actually brings up where I, where I wanted to kind of take this conversation of, you know, we all strive, or I shouldn't say that we all, I've strived in the past um, for that, you know, golden chalice of life balance. Mm. Um, and, you know, there are times where I wake up and I'm like, that's a load of horseshit, because quite honestly, <laughs> um, you know, you're... I believe that, you know, wherever you are, you have to be there. So if you're working, you should work. And when you're with your kids, you should be with your kids. Um, but how do you, what, what, what do you think? I mean, as far as life balance, A, is it realistic? And B, how do we take a step to make it, if we're at the level three of life balance, how do we get to three and a half? <laughs> yeah, so life balance, my, uh, I'm pretty much in the same camp as you. And what I talk about is balance is such, it feels like just a big message that's marketed to us by mainstream media. Um, and what it does is it leaves us feeling less than because balance is perfection. If you think about uh, this mental image of a bank scale or a teeter-totter, right? The only time there's balance is when it is exactly equal, when it is perfect. And God knows life is not perfect. I mean, it doesn't exist. So well, it's a moving target, right? I mean, when I think about my kids on that seesaw, it's, it's only that perfect for that snapshot in time. Exactly. And that's what I talk about. So for me, I think about life balance happens in moments mm. and years, but on an everyday situation, what I, what I strive for and what I work with my clients to achieve is harmony rather than balance. Ooh, say, say, say a little bit more about that. So what, what do you feel like the difference is between harmony and, and balance and what does harmony look like or yeah, feel harmony, like? Harmony to me, like looking and feeling like it's this symphony, right? It's about music. If you think about it flowing, um, certainly. So one of the things I mentioned earlier, having five kids, and I'll use this in a, as an example, um, the needs of those five children did not were not always equal, right? Mm. Uh, there, 
it didn't mean that because someone gets more of my time today that I love any of the other children less. It means that I'm where I need to be and I'm flowing in and out, right? Um, and so that's what, to me, real life looks like. It's being okay and letting, letting the flow, being aware of that and creating harmony, like music to your ears, right? So there's not all this friction all the time that you don't have to, with balance, someone's losing mm. all the time. That's such a and beautiful way to look at it. It well, really is. It really is. I mean, I, th I think the... Um, I think the analogy of, of, you know, you don't love a, a kid more or less, that's brilliant. It, yeah, well. It, it really is. Well, I mean, and, you know, since you have like 5,000 children, so, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're clear on I have two, it only feels like I have 5,000. So, right. um, but I get it. All right, that's that's really interesting. That 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 really is. So... Listen, I'm sure you work with entrepreneurs who come to you or solopreneurs, however they, they, they self-identify. They're stressed out. They're overwhelmed. They're, you know, they're just feeling, God, there's not enough time. There's never enough. There's never enough. What do you start with? I mean, obviously there, there's beginning, middle and ending steps, but what would you start with to help them? Yeah, I think the, the basis of it is around the belief system, right? So we've already started to tackle the difference between time creation and time management and life balance and harmony. So we've started to talk about some of those things. But the other piece that's missing is so instead of managing our time, if we can shift that belief system is that when we manage our decisions, we don't have to worry about managing our time. Huh. So it's shifting into that gear of managing our decisions, making really, I talk about it in terms of smarter, faster decisions. It's gonna help you create time. Now that sounds really oversimplified, um, but it's, it is that simple. Easy, maybe a different thing, right? It takes some practice to get to that place but that's at the gist, that's at the heart of it all. And that's the foundation that if you can build on that foundation, then everything else becomes easier. Hmm. So it's the, uh, look, obviously one of the things I believe is decisiveness equals success. So even mm -hmm. if you, you make the wrong damn decision, it's easy enough to course correct because you have an instantaneous feedback. Exactly. You know, it's the equivalent of I put my hand on the hot stove and Oh, damn, that hurts. Don't do that yeah. again. And immediately now put my hand under ice cold water to, you know, rectify that specific problem. Um, that fast decision making, I believe, is, 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 is paramount to success. How do you get people, do you have exercises or, or what do you share with folks to help them understand how to start making decisions? Because I feel like, and without being um, sexist here, I don't know that it is a female or a male thing on, you know, is it harder to make a decision one way or the other, but how do you get people used to starting the process to be faster? Yeah, so actually I've developed a tool which over the course of years <laughs> um, created a simple tool. It's my 20-second decision-making model that I work with people on. And it is a tool. It's not the be-all, end-all but it's about creating this foundation to build on. So 
um, I can share a little bit about that if you want to. I would love that. that I, I, I think that, I think that feels like obviously the next logical step. But I, I, I think that giving folks a tool or providing folks with a structure, I mean, this is this is pivotal stuff. So head on in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first, the thing to know is it's really it's a series of three questions that build upon each other. It does matter the order that you ask them. So I'm gonna share them in the order that I would consider them. And I use this myself, I use it with my clients. Um, so it's a, it's a tested tool. And where I start out is, and sometimes they get pushed back here so we work through it. But it's important because it's the first question. And that question is considering, will doing this, will saying yes to this opportunity, uh, to taking on this additional task. Will doing this make me feel the way that I want to feel? Now, the pushback, of course, as you can imagine, is kind of like that's a poo-poo kind of question. Like, that's kind of all fluffy. We don't always feel the way we want to feel. We work to get things done. Um, and I agree with that to a point. My response to that is really about the intention in which we do everything in our life. And if we're not clear on how we want to feel, that's how we end up at the end of a career and being burnt out because we were just focused solely on the achievement and not about how that achievement was going to make us feel. Mm. So when I talk about, you know, is doing this going to make me feel the way that I want to feel, the other important thing to note is considering it both from long-term and short-term. And this is a 20-second decision-making model, and so as you start to practice this, you're, you're able to get through this really quick. But in the beginning, it's a different way of thinking for a lot of people and being intentional. So short-term and long-term. So maybe short-term, like this really sucks. I don't like technology. This is driving me crazy. Um, moving to a new platform. No, this does not make me feel the way that I want to feel. But if I think about that long-term and it's like, okay, short-term sacrifice, long-term gain. I'm going to have a little bit of a learning curve here and then this is really going to help my business rock just to be automated. Okay, so you can look at both sides of that pretty quickly and yeah, that's going to make me how I want to feel ultimately. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. Like I, I, I'm, I'm like totally geeking out on this because it's a, uh, it's a very simple system that anybody can use. Yes, right, and that's my middle name because I don't believe that it has to be complicated to work, and that's where we get caught up so much. It's like, oh, that's too simple. We just overlook it, and if we can get back to this level of simplicity, um, the quality of our lives and our businesses is going to be a whole lot better. I love this. And you know what? I'm even looking at this um, not just from the perspective of, gosh, this almost certainly helped my clients. I'm looking at this even from my own kids. What a great way and what a great structure to give them. Yes. And, and that's, that is the thing about this tool. So I work primarily with solopreneurs, small business owners, but this tool... Uh, works with students. I volunteer with students. Um, so at any age, at any stage, it's a process that would work. Absolutely. I love that. I absolutely, absolutely love that. Okay. This is, this is cool. fabulous. Cool. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's, uh, I know we kind of went off the reservation, but hey, um, talk to me about, um, 
I'm a big believer that in every industry, in every, you know, call it discipline, there are myths. So there have got to be some myths that we're all buying into related to our time that, you know, really just cause us a shitstorm of stress. <laughs> so well, how there do we, definitely, definitely are some myths. And, um, and I want to get into those. What I wanted to mention before we get there, though, is that with the 20-second decision-making model, and we can come back to this after the miss, but there's actually three questions. So we Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so, I was so excited with what you already gave me. <laughs> fin finish the third one because, like, I'm, I'm already, like, ahead of the game. My apologies. So, okay. Um, so I'll just go back to that quickly, and we'll run through. So the first question is, like, is it going to make me feel the way that I want to feel? And if it's a no when you think about that, short-term, long-term, and it's just clearly a no, then give a confident no at that point. Like, don't put yourself through the stress of stretching it out. Like, give your confident no. But if it's a yes, then the next question in that filter is, uh, will saying yes, will doing this thing bring me closer to achieving one of the goals that I hold for the next 12 months? And I specifically talk about the next 12 months, not like your whole life, not like your lifetime goals, but in this year, focusing on that. Because those things that are a lifetime, like if there's something that's a hell yes, you don't need any decision-making model. It's right. not fuzzy at all. You know that this is like, I'm already on board. I don't need to think about it. Um, but for those other things, the projects, the collaborations, the um, volunteer opportunities, all of these things. Is doing it going to bring you closer to achieving one of your 12-month goals? So that's the second question. And then if it's no, like maybe it's going to make you feel the way that, it's gonna, that you want to feel, but it's not going to help you get closer to one of those goals, that's where you get off. That's where you say, you know, I'm going to give a confident no here and, and move on. Because it's that saying no to the good to make room for the great, right, Jim Collins. Mm -hmm. um, that's that kind of philosophy there. But if it's a yes, then it's trucking on. And the last question is really where a lot of people start subconsciously, but I leave it till last just as that final checking point. And that final question is, will doing this be in alignment with my values? Mm. I love that. Mm. So it's that final, like just gonna check in with myself to make sure that I'm not getting caught up in the emotion and excitement of something, but really, um, you know, and I see things like, oh, it's an opportunity to work maybe with this influencer, but there's something about the project that just doesn't fit. It's not in alignment with your values. Then knowing that that's the point where you get off, no matter who it is, um, if it's not in alignment with your values. But if you get through all three questions and it's a yes, then you can really give an enthusiastic yes and feel good about that and know that it's, valuing your time and your energy in a way that's going to get you the result to create the life and the business that you really are striving for. Well, one of the things I think that's, that's so important here is it also forces you on a regular or daily basis. If you're using this model consistently, um, to check in with your own value system. Yes. I mean, all yeah. the time. So, I mean, if you want to use this as a little bit of uh, self brainwashing, um, <laughs> Well, no, I, and I mean that seriously to ensure that, hey, listen, if family is my top priority, which it is, um, and I'm doing something that consistently takes me away from my family, um, how can that be congruent with my belief system? 
Right. So that's, this is, I, I love this. Um, again, I'm so excited with just the first question. <laughs> that now, I mean, having three, it's like I, I've got a full on howitzer here. All right. This is, this is outstanding. Um, all right. Do me a favor. Talk, um, talk to me about those myths that you see because, uh, I feel like everybody at this point is, is already running through those three questions in their head. <laughs> Yeah, so the myths, and there are a lot of myths that go to keeping us in this stuck place of overwhelm and feeling like we never have enough time. But I'm going to talk really quickly um, at a high level about four of them because these are really common ones that I see, especially um, especially with the clients that I work with. So number one is this myth um, belief system that somehow martyrs make, make better you know, whatever it is, martyrs make better, better wives, better employees, better bosses, this whole martyr mindset that somehow if I'm so selfless that I'm going to be better, um, I'm going to be the best if I'm always acting in that role as a martyr. And the truth is, is that being a martyr only leads to exhaustion, mm-hmm. right? And if you're in that place of exhaustion, you cannot help anyone, yourself included. Truth. Um, so that's, that's the number one myth. Number two, I would say, would be getting caught up in this belief that right is only one way. Like there's only one right. This is why we don't delegate things. <laughs> because our way is the only way. Um, and then at, at a really simple level, I, in the course, in the time creation course, I give the example even about folding towels, as ridiculous as that sounds. There was this point in my life where... I would say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to teach my kids responsibility and they're going to have chores. And so I'm going to have them do something simple like folding towels and they would fold the towels. I taught them how to fold the towels and they would never ever fold them the way that was correct. The way that I had showed them, they would never fold them right. And so I would consistently go back and redo that work. Now, that's a really, really simple example, but I'm betting there's somebody listening that's nodding their head that totally gets this thing. I'm, that per- um, I'm, I'm actually that person. I'm, I'm thinking about all the times I have to rearrange the dishwasher. Right. Um, and so in those examples, really, what are we, what are we teaching people where it's like that they're never good enough? Mm. And that isn't the message that we want to send, right? So there's all this adverse place, but it's also creating more work for us. We're always in that place of frustration because if right is only one way, there's no, there's no other exception. There's no other way that this can happen. And that again is exhausting. It's frustrating. Um, it leads to overwhelm. Well, and quite honestly, um, in the grand scheme of my master plan, <laughs> um, whether or not the dishes are organized correctly or the towels are folded correctly, 100% irrelevant. Exactly. And it does relate. That's a really simple, like a accessible example, no matter where people are in life. But this, hopefully people can see how totally relevant this is to their business as well. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a, whether you're a solopreneur and you're working with a VA or you choose not to work with a VA because they can't do it as good as you can, um, or you have a large staff. So, so that's something that's relevant in all in all areas. For many, for many in the uh, the after school activity world, um, this was my belief that nobody could vacuum the floor like me. 
Like I judged my um, my level of success on when I would not be the one vacuuming the floor. Right. How asinine is that? No, I love it because like people can relate to that. Yes, this is stuff that we all have dealt with at one time or another for sure. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, so another myth is more is better. And this is really common, right? That's why we're stuffing our <laughs> that's why we're stuffing our calendars so full of stuff that ultimately creates misery for us is we have this whole thought system that more is better. And in truth, it is about quality versus quantity. It isn't that um, it isn't that you have to serve on 10 boards or that you have to volunteer 100 hours a month. It's what is the quality of that time and focusing on that. And the 20 second decision making model really helps you strip some of that back. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that helps there. Um, and then the last um major myth that I see a lot that I'll mention is that every opportunity requires a yes. Because that is that mindset of like, oh, this opportunity is only ever going to come along once. And oh, I'm so honored to be asked. Or it's the ego talking of like, look at me go. Um, that just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean that the timing is right for a yes. And if you're saying yes to everything, you're, you're really saying no to yourself because you're back to that place of how we get um, never, never feeling like we have enough time. Hmm. Uh, that's, it, it's really accurate. And it's interesting because I think the, the goal is different for everybody. So yes. I, had a, I had a client who called me and was like, you know what? Um, I pretty much worked myself off a job, out of a job. I've, uh, I've worked myself off my organizational chart. I'm just the owner, and now I'm going to uh, work on playing golf and being at all my kids' baseball games. Mm. I was like, well, that was your goal initially, wasn't it? He's like, yep. He's like, I feel a little guilty about not doing all those other things, but then I realized that I don't want to do any of those things, um, and they're being done by somebody who's not me, so I'm off to the golf course. Yeah, win-win, definitely. That's, that's really the goal. So. What's the process that you teach as far as time creation is concerned? Yeah, so it goes back to this. It's all back to the heart of the 20-second decision-making model. Um, and then, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's great, Lynette, but I already have all this stuff in my life. This, does, this might help me moving forward, but it doesn't help me with this mess that I've got right, right. now. Um, and so the principles still work because, it's around using these questions to then look at what are your, and I have people go through an exercise truly around listing out what are all of your commitments? What are all of the things that you have going on? Everything from those um, obligations that you feel at home, to volunteer, to work, all of these things, what, what are they? And then to know that the next step is to start weaning things out. If there's something that clearly doesn't fit for you, if it doesn't make you feel the one way you want to feel and isn't part of the goals or your values, then yeah, to start removing things. But then there's other situations where maybe what you'll be doing is knowing that a yes doesn't mean a yes forever as it is. And how can we renegotiate terms? So that's another way that you start to create time is yes. Like you can do that. You can renegotiate the terms uh, right down to the simplest things of maybe it is 
you know, PTA kind of obligation and you've said that you're going to be there for every whatever event. Well, circumstances change and it's okay to go back and to renegotiate and say, hey, I really wanted uh, to be able to do this and that was my intention, but I've had some shifts in my schedule and what I can do now is I can be at four events, mm. right? Could, it could be as simple as that, but we get again caught up in kind of this, we guilt ourselves, or it's the ego talking that um, I said, yes, yeah, so like I'm committed, it's gonna be that way forever. <laughs> and in every situation, that's not true. So taking time to examine those things, that would be, that would be one of the, the big things in starting this process of time creation. Totally fair. I love this. I really, really do. All right. It looks like it's time for our resource of the week. So, Linda, tell me this. How can my listeners find out more about you and how you're helping so many entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to create more time, create more success for themselves? Yeah, probably the easiest way. So my website is just very simply lynettepottle.com. Um, and I'm pretty active also on my business page on Facebook. So you could find me there as well. And it's uh, Lynette Pottle, uh, Life and Business Strategist. If you search that, you'll find me. But I've also created a special resource, or I'm, I want to share a special resource with your audience today. And we went through the 20-second decision-making model pretty quickly. And what I found is it helps have a visual, like that visual cue to help remind you. And so what I've done is created a place where you can download a colorful, fun PDF that walks you through this flow chart of the three questions and to help you stay on track. And folks can find that at lynettepottle.com backslash decide. Perfect. So it's L-A-N-E-T-T-E-P-O-T-T-L-E.com slash D-E-C-I-D-E, correct? That is it. Perfect. And obviously, if you're streaming off of my show notes, uh, just click the link. Otherwise, if you are listening through iTunes or Stitcher or however you are consuming this, um, pull over and uh, go back into your browser and it's lynettepottle.com slash decide. All right. So, Lynette, I always like to uh, end my podcast with you know, what I consider to be a telling question. So if you can give <laughs> business owners just one solid piece of advice, either help them with business or more, probably more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would that one piece of advice be? Oh, wow. One piece of advice. That's really good. So I, I think as it relates to what we've talked about today, it would be to, to step back to put time in your schedule to step back and really get clear and reconnected with what it is you want your life to look like. It's the simplest thing. Um, so step back, schedule time to step back. Perfect. Yeah, it's always amazing how, uh, how much better you can see when you step back, right? Oh my gosh. Is that ever true? <laughs> Lynette, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and it just means the world to me to each share some of your time and, and a whole bunch of wisdom with my listeners. So thank you so, so much. I loved being here. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. 
Folks, that is all the time we've got today. So thank you so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.